So we had to get Desmond Howard back on because I want to ask him the same question he asked me before. But Desmond, how about those Wolverines? <laughs> it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I began the show by saying I want to stay right now. I was dead wrong. I said there was no way that they could win that game without Blake Corum. And when I saw that he wasn't going to play, and then I saw Mike Morris wasn't going to play, and uh, Edwards had that that cast on, and the game kind of started as if Ohio State was just going to run all up and down the field all day long. I said, well, yep, all the experts were right. Everybody on the show, uh, the Fox crew, they all picked uh, Ohio State to win. And I think you even said if if Corum isn't playing, it's going to be tough. How did they pull that off? Man, I tell you, you know, we can talk about this for such a long time. I mean, but the but but you gotta give credit to the the coordinators. I think that uh, Jesse Mentor, the defensive coordinator, did an outstanding job making adjustments in the second half. And then Sharon Moore, the offensive coordinator, did an outstanding job making adjustments in the second half. And they just, I mean, at the end of the day, Mitch, they out coached. Ryan Day and Jim Knowles. That's that's really what it comes down to, because coming to this game, I know you heard about all this firepower that they got for Ohio State. They got they got all these receivers. They got Marvin Harrison Jr. and you know obviously C.J. Stroud. They're touting him as a as a Heisman candidate, and some people say he was a front runner. So I'm just saying like they had all of this firepower, and then they got five stars here, four stars there, and you know, Michigan's beat up. Like, there's a really beat-up team. The best player has a knee injury. He's not able to go. The second the, – the, his his counterpart, the other running back, Donovan Edwards, he has a bad hand, so it's all wrapped up, and he barely can use it. And, you know, like you said, Mike Morris is banged up, and, you know, other guys too. So it just seemed like everything was in Ohio State's favor, even on our show. They're talking about, oh, man, it's not even windy. It's a beautiful day. It's sunny because the wind is what affected them against Northwestern. So it's right. like, listen, it's not windy. So now C.J. Stroud in that passing game, oh, man, they're just going to go off. They're going to have a chance to do some incredible things today against this Michigan defense. And, um, you know, the Michigan um, coaching staff, they made the necessary adjustments. The players, they, they weren't phased. And i tell you what, in the first half, I remember getting on the bus, the game day bus, you know, during halftime, and I told David Pollock, I said, David, for Michigan just to be down three points at halftime when Ohio State has clearly outplayed them in this first half, I said, I'm pretty comfortable with this right now because it seems like they've given Michigan their best shot in that first half. I mean, they played very well, Ohio State did. Yeah. And they were only up three points going into halftime. Do you, do you think, Desmond, that when, when that happens and then you come out and Michigan comes out and, and actually, you know, uh, takes a lead, that the home field thing starts to work against you a little bit and, and the fact that you have not really trailed in a lot of games this year works against you and you're not used to this, whoa, what's this playing from behind thing and what's this uh, playing against guys who are our equal thing? And Because and, they started to look 
tight. They started to, you know, miss. Uh, they weren't the well-oiled machine anymore when they were on offense, and they were blowing assignments on defense. They actually looked tired, I thought, on defense in the fourth quarter. And Michigan just started pushing them around. That's why they started running the ball then. And I, I wonder if it's just like being so good all year starts to have a negative effect because you've never really faced adversity in the second half of a game. Yeah, well, the, uh, well you know, there's a lot lot to uh, unpack there. I think that first and foremost, though, with a game of this magnitude, you you have to be able to go with the avid flow of emotion. You know that it's not going to be just a runaway. I mean, you could you can never expect to come into this game going up against that opponent and say we're going to play from uh, in front of them the whole game. It's going to be back and forth. It's going to be, you know, they're going to make a run, you're going to make a run. If you're not prepared for that, then that's on your coaching staff because they have to let you know, listen, this is going to be a four-quarter game. This, this ain't Indiana. This right. ain't all these other teams that we may have run through. This ain't Rutgers. This is Michigan. <laughs> and the team that you see on the film, listen, they play for four quarters. If they weren't prepared for that, then that's on their coaching staff. There's no excuse for them not to so expect let me ask you the question. quarter game. Let me ask you the question that you asked me. Is Ryan Day in trouble? And that pressure cooker, of course he is. Not only did they lose, but the way that they lost. They got embarrassed in the shoe by a Michigan team that came in there without their best player. They got a guy running running out there with one hand who scored a 65-yard <laughs> touchdown and a 75-yard touchdown. They got the best edge rusher wasn't in the game. And and on top of all of that, man, you supposed to have this guy was a first-rounder, this guy was a five-star. That's a five. I mean, you had the better talent individually coming yeah. to the game. So, yeah, of course he – Wow. And, and that's a pressure cooker down there, brother. You know, yeah. and yeah, we. we I tried well, to talk. I said, it, I said it. I said it on the show because they built this up as the revenge game, and you hit on an interesting point. You said, "Do they? Do they start to get tight?" I said on the show, once you almost putting all of your eggs in that basket, like you know, uh, Ryan Day saying oh, we we that that game in twenty twenty one left left us scarred. And he's talking about this is a revenge game. And it's like almost all the eggs are in that basket. So I said, well, listen, you don't want to put that type of pressure on your team. You don't even want to give that thought to your fans because if you happen to stumble and lose, it makes it seem like a pretty damn good season is down the drain. Yeah, I know absolutely. they thought J.J. McCarty couldn't beat them, but were you surprised they didn't come out of that when they saw him completing long passes? They just kept on bringing the safeties up. They left the whole open field, and the whole middle of the field was open. Going into this game, I thought that their secondary was very suspect. I said on game day that, well, actually, I said Andrew Anthony, but it was Cornelius Johnson. I, I thought going into this game, one of our receivers was going to have a big game. I still said the wrong, I chose the wrong receiver, but a receiver did have a big game. I talked to a couple of coaches who coached against Ohio State this year. And I said, listen, you guys prepare for the Buckeyes. You know, I've been watching some film, but you guys broke them down way, way more than I have. Do they safeties seem kind of small, or is it just me? He's like, yeah, the safeties are rather small. 
the cornerbacks are just guys. Like they're no, like they don't have a shutdown cornerback who scares you when you say, "Oh, we can't throw at that guy." You know, they've had those type of cornerbacks the past couple of years, but they just don't have that this year. So I'm like, okay, so I'm not tripping. Like, no, no, no. The secondary is definitely an issue. I mean, I mean, it's an Achilles heel. The rush ends, you know, number 44, number nine, like you got to contain those guys. But if you can contain those guys up front, then you can take advantage of their secondary. Yeah. I said, okay, I, I didn't know if I was tripping. So, so, you know. so, so let me, ask, <laughs> let me ask you this finally. We just got a couple seconds. Does Ohio State deserve to be in the final four for the playoff? Well, because all these teams keep losing, you got to pick somebody. You know what I mean? I mean, well, that's, yeah. what it's, that's what it's come down to, though. I mean, that's really what it's come down to. Before all these teams start dropping games, no, they didn't deserve it because there's no way you should lose at home to your rival and get blown out. I mean, you know, what, lose by three touchdowns, right? And still be. But they able could to pick. They could pick Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC, and leave Ohio State out. Do you think that that's what they ought to do? Yeah, if USC wins their um, Pac-12 championship, they're in. And if TCU wins their Big 12 championship, which is where game day will be, they're in. And Ohio State's out. Absolutely. Because they're they're not – I hate it. It feels so terrible to say that. Uh, Ohio State's out. They have to just go home and do nothing and go play in a bowl game. Desmond, you're 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 brilliant uh, on on Wednesday, and you're brilliant on Monday. And uh, and I'm glad we had a chance to – to wrap this thing up with you because uh, I got a feeling we'll be talking to you before the national championship game. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll talk to you again before, before that. Yeah. (laughs) We know where to reach. Yes. Great to talk to you, Desmond. Be well. Pleasure, man. Take care guys. Thanks. It's uh, 760 WJR back with more.